friends. It's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. Coming at you here on a Tuesday night, the 28th. Baseball season is upon us as the Phillies season opens Thursday against the Texas Rangers. Phillies, however, suffer a huge blow to their lineup with Reese Hoskins tearing his ACL during a spring training game. He is likely out for the season. Have we seen Reese play his last game as a Philly? And how does the team replace him in the meantime? The Eagles continue their offseason with a restructure of Lane Johnson's contract, as well as the signing of safety Terrell Edmonds from the Steelers. And the Eagles' QB sneak is here to stay. The haters will have to keep hating for at least another season. The Sixers are on the backslide, losing their third straight against Denver Nuggets. Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic now sit in a virtual tie in MVP betting odds. Could the Sixers fall to the fourth seed? And can the team get healthy in time for a postseason run? All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, I can say that it would be better if uh, the Sixers cared about Joel Embiid winning MVP as much as we, the fans, do. But clearly, they set him out, and uh, we care a little bit more than they do. Uh, but on the bright side, as you mentioned in the open here, Philly season starts. Really looking forward to a highly anticipated baseball season. Uh, Pat, what about you? How you doing? New day, same shit. Ready to get rolling. So, uh, I guess to start off with the Phillies, um, pretty pretty awful news. Uh, you know, I feel like last week we were recording, it was all uh, you know, hopeful, positive, optimism, all positive vibes, and uh, boy, that that not last. Well, again, classic. Philadelphia story here you know wouldn't be a Philadelphia team starting a potentially hot season without some early season drama we knew coming in with Harper being out we wouldn't get him till late in the season but I will say as the optimism is still there could because everybody's still zero zero could be worse could be a, a worse person to go down I mean Hoskins for sure it's a sad loss but you know I mean first base it's not the hardest position to to fill with what we have you got deep ball hall coming in stepping up so he'll have to make some big plays he won't be reese for sure but reese as we've seen in in the regular season he had those crazy offseason heroic moments for sure you know poster worthy uh, bat tosses and things like that but regular season reese you know is okay I, i'm not i'm not too too worried about the loss yeah up and down you know streaky player but certainly um you know, someone who I think has been sort of taken for granted a lot the past few years, uh, you know, especially, you know, last year you had people kind of like getting really frustrated with him during the postseason with a couple big uh, fielding mistakes here and there. But also, I mean, you don't make it that far in that postseason run without some, you know, pretty big plays from him at the plate. You have that, you know, as you mentioned, as uh, Pat mentioned, that iconic uh, home run against the Braves. You know, he had sev- several home runs in that postseason. Um which, you know, trying to replace that, easier said than done. Um, but, yeah, I mean, l- you know, luckily the Phillies still have a pretty deep lineup. It's still going to be pretty formidable, but it's not going to be the, um, you know, quite the offensive juggernaut that we were hoping that we were going to have. Um, but I don't know. How do you feel about uh, the who they're going to fill in there to so be able to throw around some options? I mean, obviously Derek Hall is going to be a, a – big part of that um but i mean they may try to platoon some guys people have floated the idea of having alec bone play a little bit of first base which i'm not really crazy about same 
Yeah, I mean, especially you know with with Bohm, uh, you know the guy made a lot of strides improving at third base last year. I mean, his fielding was definitely sort of the one big knock on him, and I think he came a long way last season. And the last thing you want to do is like, okay, buddy, you got to time to learn a new position. Um, you know, not not really optimal. So. Um, I don't know, but I don't think it's something that they're going to really have to do. I think, I think as a as a, I mean, uh, Reese Hoskins for sure is you know a potential All Star caliber player, things of that nature, big moments. I think what you miss most is that he kind of has been that heartbeat. I mean, Harper, of course, everybody loves Bryce Harper. The guy could run for mayor, governor, president in Philadelphia would would vote him. But you know, arguably, Reese, you're going to miss Reese just being there as a, as a Philly on the field. I mean, the guy has given everything to this team for so long when they were bad before the Harper era, before, you know, they got all these juggernaut players on the team. And I think that's where you're going to see kind of like, that's where I felt bad. I was like, ah, you know, Reese always has either, you know, he's going to be the guy for the team. Then you bring in a guy like Harper. He has to step back and like assume that kind of Robin role. And then last year, you know, leading up to the playoffs, he was busting his ass while Harper was out. And arguably could have won, um, you know, the NLCS MVP had it not been for another magical moment when Harper hit that amazing home run uh, to give us that go ahead. But, you know, I mean, no knock on his ability and what we're going to miss as him from an offensive performer. However, I think that there were a couple games, too, in the regular season and playoffs that could have been determined without a home run just by playing defense that he was a whole ass liability at a first base. I would say from an offensive standpoint, I think it's pretty clear that the Phillies are going to miss Reese Hoskins uh, as far as right-handed power bats in the lineup go. I think right now that gives us Castellanos, who was who we don't really know what to expect. Uh, it gives you Real Muto, who he's a catcher. He's going to play a lot of games, but certainly isn't going to play every day. And, uh, yeah, you hope Boehm kind of improves and matures as a hitter. But Reese Hoskins was someone you could count on for 30 home runs. 70 or 80 RBI, he's going to get a bit, get on base a bunch. They're going to miss that, but yeah, I think even the players, like some of the players have already said that Reese has kind of been the, the captain and the spokesperson for their team, so I think off the field, they'll miss him probably more so than they'll miss him on the field. Derek Hall is lefty, but he should fill in admirably as far as any other right-handed options. I think they'll see who they can get um, free agency, who might be available via trade, but yeah, I think Reese is really going to be more missed in the in the uh, in the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, because you think about he's next to um, next to Aaron Nola, he's like the longest tenured guy on the mm-hmm. team. He's kind of you know the guy. I mean, he was definitely with him and Nola were the two guys who like felt the best for the fact they finally, after all this time, got into the playoffs. Um, you know, a guy who came up through the farm system, not one of these big like free agent signings or anything. Really like you know, has sort of earned his way to where he is. Um, so, yeah, it makes it especially uh, shitty that he went down and the fact that he's a pending free agent. So we don't know if uh, maybe we've seen the last of him. I don't know. I mean – Or getting back for cheap at that rate. I mean, because yeah. now he's a little damaged goods. Unfortunately, I mean, you hate to see a guy miss a big payday like that. Exactly, but, yeah. you but know. I could see him coming back on like a, a, a prove-it deal. Yeah. Because, I mean – I don't know what other team. I mean, I know other team is really going to give him like a huge deal. I, I wouldn't think um, coming off that. And Avery, you mentioned just briefly, <clears throat> just about how JT in the lineup and things like that. But what an absolute 
insane way to get your first ejection you know <laughs> as shit. a greatest yeah, catcher in baseball and your first ejection comes not in a major game not in a regular season game spring training because there was a mishap in the ball being placed back in your glove and the guy gets salty as shit he had a bad day just said you're out come on what are we doing over here yeah i love jt's reaction he seemed almost <laughs> was to get re- ejected from that game that was too funny dumbfounded yeah. That, that, that's honestly something that the ump should just be fired for. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know. I mean, ump show doesn't is an understatement. It just, I, 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 saw, I woke up, I saw that, and I said, you got to be kidding me with this shit. And then I looked and see what happened, and it wasn't like he turned around and yelled at the ump or anything like that. He just did. I don't know. He just thought the guy wasn't getting the yeah. ball or whatnot. Like, think, come on I think, now. I think he must have like just figured that the ump was going to throw it back to the pitcher himself. So he put his glove down and like... Oh my god, that's so fucking funny! I don't know who that ump was, or it wasn't any of like the usual, uh, the usual suspects, like a you know, like an Angel Hernandez or or someone like that. Well, but spring training for everybody, I guess. But he just guess, he'll, exactly. he'll be he'll be he'll be saying that he'll be at the Iron Pigs all year. I, yeah, to say. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's tough to see with Reese. But I'm so optimistic about the team. I still feel real good about how the Phillies are. You know, God forbid. Thank I should say, thankfully, it wasn't anybody else that's like a top tier player on the Phillies because that would be devastating if it was a fresh sign I don't want to say his name just I'm not putting that juju out there but (laughs) you know that would be way worse so you know I feel bad for Reese but at the same time you know wish him the best but we we should be we should be okay yeah I mean life goes on the the team is still very good we talked about last week just how stacked the lineup is quite not quite as stacked without Reese but I mean you still got Trey Turner Schwarber, Real Muto, uh, Boom. You figure when Harper gets back, hopefully he hits the ground running. They should still produce a lot of runs, and you've got Nola and Wheeler at the top of the the, the rotation here. So, still feel really good. Um, certainly benefit from not having to play the Braves and Mets quite as many games this year. Schedule should be a little easier. I think in theory. Um, anyway, but reigns to be seen. Teams like the Marlins always give us a hard time. But uh, Phillies should be able to at least get off to a strong start. I think the early season schedule is pretty favorable for him. Yeah. Speaking of um, Aaron Nola, are you guys concerned at all the um, the contract negotiation news with him? So apparently uh, they're pretty much done negotiating at this point for an extension. I don't know. I mean, that you never know. That could just be his agent doing some, like, tactics or whatever and trying to get that out in the public. But um, definitely doesn't feel good. Like that's something that I would have thought would have been wrapped up in the off season. Um, certainly hope it doesn't drag on and he becomes a free agent. I mean, that could end up just being another real muto situation. But um, you know, definitely not a guy that you want to let go. Not a guy you want to let go. But I would say, you know, also kind of hot and cold. Like, you know, yeah, he had that one phenomenal year. He's been consistent for sure. But I don't know. The guy's kind of been a little bitch of late. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, he's good and everything like that. But in big moments, you've seen he kind of, I mean, gets a little sweaty. Doesn't really look, you know, he's not the unflappable guy you want on the mound every time. And I feel like with our bullpen has out how it's been, you know, where he kind of has to play every big game. I would love to see him kind of not take a step back, but just relax and trust in the other guys in the bullpen. 
and not assume that pressure. I mean, you're no Roy Holiday. I wouldn't even compare him to really Cole Hamels at this point either because I haven't really got – I haven't gained that trust in him since he had that really big breakout year. Yeah, I think it's fair to say he hasn't performed in big games the same way that Hamels or Halliday has. But at the same time, um, the guy's one of the most durable, one of the, the, the more elite pitchers in the game. Uh, this is somewhat concerning to think that after Shohei Otani, uh, Aaron Noel is going to be the next big name out there in free agency. I do think that I have faith in the Phillies to get something done because we did see it with Real Muto where this happened and they were able to bring him back. Uh, I'm just curious to see like what the terms of the deal look like. I mean, Aaron Noel is, what, 30-31 and sure he's been durable, but with a pitcher, a decline can happen overnight. We saw it with Roy Halladay and... Yeah, sign him to a deal, but at the same time, don't make it a deal that you end up regretting. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, it feels like it's got to be uh, the sticking point is probably on years and not money because, mm-hmm. I mean, you would assume uh, the way Middleton and, and Dombrowski have been operating, it, it's hard to imagine that they were just going to be like, mm, no, this is too expensive, we can't afford it. Like, that's right. just not been their MO the past few years. So I would imagine it's just Nola wanting that extra year and them not really wanting to budge on that just yet. Um and what a great spot to be in for Nola. I mean, he, you could arguably be pitching every game where you already got the lead by multiple runs as opposed to being an elite pitcher. And we saw that in the era where we thought we had a juggernaut pitching squad and a decent playing team where you had Roy Holiday, Cole Hamels, Cliff Lee, and they were losing games. I forget about Joe Blanton. You know, <laughs> yeah, Joe, yeah. <laughs> Put but some respect on Big Joe's yeah, name. Yeah, he had a home run in the World Series. But you're losing games by like one or two, you know, one or two runs, and it's like, come on now, like you, you can't help out your pitchers. Where now, the pitchers, this is almost like a pitcher's paradise on paper, and you know you're gonna get into a pissing match with, like you said, a pretty money friendly GM and ownership team over a year or two. Come on now, you're in a pretty sweet spot. Yeah, I wonder if he's looking for like a seven or eight year contract, which. I think he probably looks and sees like, yeah, Harper's signed till he's 40 or close to it. Turner's signed till he's 40 or close to it. Why can't I? But yeah. just with pitchers, just you not have the to same be so pitchers. careful. Yeah. You just take yeah, one bad uh, one bad throw, blow out your elbow, and then that's it. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's like – I mean, he's also sort of, I mean, sort of taking a risk too because if he – you know, if he doesn't uh, – yeah, like I said, I mean, you could like – he could end up getting injured or something during the year, and then all of a sudden that he's definitely not getting that extra year. I don't know. But something to think about. I wouldn't be surprised if they get something done during the season. But um, Plus you got young guys, you know, coming up from the system too. You got Farmer or Painter, I mean, and, you know, yeah, I, I mean, guess they're does... banking off young guys. And like you said, they got money to burn. I don't know what the rest of the league looks like in terms of pitchers coming up on free agency at the end of the year. And obviously you're not going to get a guy like Otani. And if you lose <clears throat> if you lose I mean, Nola. Never never. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine but, that? Hold I mean, on. that would be unreal. Yeah, but unload the I truck. guess not impossible. Middleton. But there could be other guys that, you know, they've brought in. They totally revamped the bullpen this year. And, you know, the way yeah. that this team spends, if you lose Nola, they'll find a way to fill that hole. Yeah, I saw some, uh, some like, you know, it was like top 10 bullpens in the league or something. And, like, the Phillies were there at number, like, six or something. And it was like, Jesus Christ, like, I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. yeah. Like, they haven't had – the bullpen has not been, like, their strong point since, like, I don't even know when. Dude, back in 2020, they had, like, the histor- like a historically bad bullpen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that 2021? Um, there might have been both years. Yeah, it might have quite been. Quite frankly, 
yeah, I mean, for a couple of years there, it was just like catastrophically bad. And like the few like good, decent ones that they did have just would get injured. Like I think I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think of who. Drunk fans yeah, out of the Citizens know. Bank being like, all right, man, get in here. Let's see what you got with your fastball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? But yeah, I mean, you figure, I mean, they got who all they have now. They added um, got Alvarado, Kimbrel, yeah, Kimbrel. If whatever he's got left, anyway, yeah, I, mean, I think he's, he's getting up there. Yeah, he seems. De- I mean, he's kind of had to reinvent himself a little bit as like a you know trying to pitch to weak contact as opposed to striking people out all the time. But I think he's you know he, he was like decent last year. I think he should be fine. Definitely an improvement over some guys they had had to rely on last year. Definitely. And with this lineup, you know, you need sometimes just a pitcher to go in there and do just enough to get you a win to give the aces a little rest, which we haven't had the pleasure of of being able to to do that to these guys for a while. And it'd be good to kind of give the aces some more longevity in the season. The season's got a little longer. And if we expect to be in the postseason consistently, you know, the season will be long. Yeah. So you're going to need to give these guys as much break as possible without, you know, putting in guys like me, you, or Avery out there, <laughs> like just trying to barely skid by. Yeah, yeah, my my sixty R fastball, man. I'll be crushing it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that and I mean something you definitely see from the uh the, the postseason now and making that postseason run was just shows you how uh much of an advantage it is to have a strong oh, bullpen. 100%. I mean, those, I mean the, facing the Astros it was just like one like terminator after another coming that out was of the bullpen. Nuts. Yeah. It was just insane. There's like you do not get a break at all against a, a team like that. So, you know, if you can put something uh you know obviously not going to be that good but something slightly you know where you can just roll out three or four guys who are just give uh, them a fighting chance i mean you know yeah so should we move on to eagles well hold up no no before we, there... before we move on to phillies i thought it'd be fun to just sort of recount some of the, oh, right, the most right. interesting things you've seen at the ballpark or not even interesting maybe your your most memorable experience for for some of us, might be the the experience that you don't remember because you had a little too much to drink and were <laughs> acting a fool a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think I always think about the most memorable thing that I, I ever saw at Citizens Bank Park was I was at the game when the U.S. caught Bin Laden. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn. It was bonkers, man. Right. <laughs> so I'll never forget this. It's a Phillies Mets game at the time when both teams were very good and the rivalry was really intense. Sunday night baseball, nationally televised, all that good stuff, right? So, um, game comes on, or it doesn't come on, game starts, I'm there, <laughs> and um, <laughs> the Phillies get down right away, like the Mets are beating our ass, and like their fans are letting us hear it, and like, isn't really that fun of a game. This is really, it wasn't before Twitter, but it was when Twitter was when in its infancy, and like social media wasn't really the... The, the, the outlet for news that it is now. So uh, probably about third, fourth inning, I get a text from uh, our friend Dean, friend of the pod, if you will. And uh, <laughs> he tells me, like, I don't know if they uh, have announced anything at the game, but apparently the U.S. caught Bin Laden. So I'm just like, oh, shit, get out of here for real. So then, like, as we're sitting there, like me and the person I'm with, like, we're just looking around at people checking their phone and they're probably quite literally getting that same text. So everyone's just sort of kind of coming to grips with the fact that, oh, the U.S. caught Bin Laden. And like up to this point, this game was just full of fans fighting in the stands, everyone screaming, <laughs> shouting, like 
Fuck you. A true Philadelphia you. New York I'll matchup. Kick your ass. Like, just pretty standard fare for a Phillies Mets game. But then when everyone realizes the U.S. cop in Laden, right? All the fighting stops. Everyone starts chanting, USA, USA, <laughs> USA. So then the players catch a wind of it, right? And you see the players in the dugout, like, reacting. And then on the Jumbotron, they show something that, like, announces that the U.S. is officially caught in Laden. It was one of the craziest things, probably the most surreal thing I've ever seen at a baseball game. And it didn't even really involve baseball. I think that's a big thing with baseball, right? Like, it's that nostalgic sport. It's that kind of, like, old American, like, classic thing that you see. And one thing that I – it's not a specific game for me where I, I remember. It's more <clears> – <throat> As a young kid growing up, like it was always opening day at the ballpark, whether it was at the vet, Citizens Bank. And I just remember even, you know, as young as like third grade, fourth grade, um, I would sometimes I wouldn't even know. But my Uncle Al would always come to the school and pick me up and be like, all right, we're leaving. I'd be like, what? And he'd take me down to opening day. And I just remember those days where sometimes it'd be freezing cold out. Sometimes it'd be beautiful out. But just being able to get out, watch that first day of baseball. And it was like, all right, cool. Like, we're here. Spring's coming. Summer's ahead. Like, just was a good sign of being able to be out there and enjoy that. But I've always I've always loved going to the park on opening day and being there and kind of like getting the season fresh, getting ready to roll, see the players, see the new roster, and just kind of wish them well on the season, which has always been a fond memory for me. One time I saw a, uh, a brawl with the Phillies and the San Francisco Giants at the vet. This was like, I don't even remember what year this was wow. or, or what the sur- – like, I don't remember a whole lot about it because I was probably – I was, had to have been pretty young at the time. But, yeah, it was a bench-clearing brawl against the uh, against the Giants. Was, and, it the, was it the Giants with roided up Barry Bonds? Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, man. I would not mess with Roy no, you know Barry what, Bonds. It was, it, was pro- it was before that because this was at oh, the wow. vet because, I mean – yeah, because I don't even know if uh, – I mean, when did Bonds go to the Giants? It wasn't 97, until – 97, 98? He'd yeah, been with them for a couple uh, yeah, years, maybe, but... maybe he was at the time. I don't remember what year this was. His head wasn't quite but so my, large yet. The be- my best Phillies uh, at the vet memory, though, was that I was actually at the uh, the J.D. Drew game, the famous uh, battery Oh, game. for real? Yeah, I never yeah. do this. I was go there on. up in the 700 level, and my mom was there too, which made it even more <laughs> hilarious because it was like we got – it was like through her work or something. like, And, um, yeah, it was like amazing. It was just the loudest booing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but, yeah, that's whenever someone tries to like shit on Philly fans and talk about batteries and stuff, I'm just like, hell yeah, dude, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I thought you were going to say the the World Series game you were at or the 2011 NLDS game you were at, but you threw yeah. the J.D. Drew game on us. I, yeah, yeah, that was one. But then, yeah, so I was at game three of the 08 World Series. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I got to see the, the little dribbler walk off at the end. That was very cool. And then uh, I forget which game. It was maybe it was game three of the 2011 NLDS where Howard hit that go-ahead 3-1 home run. Mm-hmm. That one was crazy. That was like the probably the loudest I've ever heard it in there, because we had um, standing room tickets, so we were just kind of in the concourse. Like, so being like in that area just makes it like way more way louder. Like for the World Series game I was at, I was just literally all the way at the top. So oh, it's wow. like, yeah, but uh, yeah, that Howard home run was fucking crazy. What's uh, what about uh, what's the most dogs you guys have eaten at Dollar Dog Night? Uh, What's the record? Eight, I believe. God, eight or nine. Damn. 
three is the most I can really? put down. Three? Yeah, man. Damn. I don't really eat like that, Damn, but you know, three's good enough. Three's good <laughs> enough for me. I can't. You know what I mean? I'm more like into the beer. I can drink beer all game, yeah. but I can't I did, be. I can't be um, doing them dogs at any like that. Mm-mm. I think it was. I don't know if it was last summer or two summers ago. I got. I hit double digits. God, <laughs> I got ten. <laughs> that was brutal. I'm never doing it again. But it was like. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, through like I was feeling pretty good through seven, and then. Uh, the other then, four then, on the then tail it started end. To get, then it started to get really tough. I was like eight. Eight was like, I'm, all right, I'm starting to feel it. Starting to, <laughs> starting to run out of real estate in my stomach. Like, you know, I was thinking like maybe I shouldn't have drank any beers. This might have been easier. Um, and then the last two were just pain. Oh. It was, I was like, I, I couldn't even like pay attention to the game. I was just like hunched over, just like. But at that point, I was like, I gotta do it. I was like, I can't. It was because I went in there thinking like I'm gonna get ten. And I got it, and uh, and one. Yeah, I felt really bad the, the rest of the night and the next day. The next day had to be absolutely brutal. I remember at the time, dude. At the time too, I was using <laughs> that like my fitness pal app to try to like track my like so i was i was logging all of the hot dogs in there and then like, at the end of the night it comes up and it's like oh you hit your uh your protein goal for the day or whatever yeah, it's like, like are you, you still also alive? you also consumed like a month's worth of sodium and, <laughs> and uh, whatever god else so speaking of dogs though what are we putting on these dogs what's our pre- what's our condiment of choice uh gotta be mustard and then um you know it's uh i feel like they don't really have they used to have that little like uh, like uh, onion dispenser thing. Oh, mm-hmm. that was bad. They don't have yeah. that anymore. Pre-COVID. Though. Yeah, 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 it sucks. So no more communal more, hand. Yeah, yeah. There's not as much um as many options, but if if it's like dollar dog night and I'm going for volume, then probably just probably just a little bit of mustard. That's all. Don't want to don't want to overload it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, see, man, I'll do the mustard for sure. I like a ketchup. I like a relish, and. uh can you still get raw onions there? I don't or know. No. I don't think you can. Damn. I don't know if you. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know if maybe you can ask for them. They, they might be like off the menu. You know, you gotta like. It's extra now. Just, yeah, just, you, you <laughs> yeah, give the guy at the register a little wink and be like, you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look yeah, at yeah. those onions. Just guess I'll try that. No, I don't know. Mustard you, only. Yeah, dollar dog night. But though. you know what you could do is you could bring your own. Because you can bring your own shit in, there. in a clear True. bag. You I have seen people clear... do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's own... a good point. I've seen, I've seen people bring their own uh, their own mustard, bring their own sauerkraut. You know, really Ooh, good. that's could, smart. Yeah, you could bring you could bring your own uh, Bijan mustardson. Ooh, now, <laughs> we're now we're talking. But yeah, dude, you could bring. Uh, I mean, I guess you'd have to already have it uh, cut up and stuff. I don't Pre-chopped think you can't. Up. You can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't walk in there yeah, with a cutting board and a big knife. Yeah, you're like what? No, it's cool. It's just for hot dogs. <laughs> Earlier in the day, why are you chopping up an onion at twelve o'clock? Or nothing? <laughs> <laughs> why are you chopping up an onion already? I'm like going to the game. What? <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> this is my game stuff. I have to do this. Leave me alone. Yeah, but I know. Yeah, I always see people bringing in like Wawa hoagies and stuff, and I'm like, damn, I always forget that you can do that. I end up spending like some stupid amount of money for a, uh, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. So, uh, Eagles. Yeah, yeah, we can transition we can, on some Eagles. Not a whole lot going on. Um, pretty light week. Yeah, pretty light. Last week was pretty crazy. They uh, signed Terrell Edmonds. Pretty solid signing, I think. I'm nothing, into it. Nothing crazy, nothing flashy, but uh, he seems solid. A know. lot of uh, a lot of signings of late have been guys that have you know. I really played a full season in a couple of years, which is the only kind of little bit of a red flag. 
but you know if anything it was more of a sign of a depth signing to me um you know future for i mean a, a past future a, a past first round pick which is always good to see so the guy clearly is is a very good athlete but i think it's more of a depth and you know potential mentorship kind of guy if they're going to bring in a lot more young guys in the draft so it could be a, an interesting thing to see what they do with that love the restructure of lane but that guy's always been friendly to the birds that way i mean also he deserves to get paid two years in a row without giving up a sack including playoffs against defensive player of the year with an injury i mean it's unreal what this guy could do so i like you know for a light week for the birds i'm happy with with that hopefully it's leading up to a big week for the birds as we still have the Hertz signing looming in the distance. Yeah. Howie Roseman actually spoke at the uh, NFL owners meetings, uh, I believe yesterday. And uh, he had mentioned that they've taken some flyers on some of these guys just because, you know, the pedigrees there, the Eagles don't really have a whole lot of cap space. So they have to try to try to make do on these mm-hmm. buy low, high upside type of deals. Um, Edmonds, I don't think that he necessarily is going to give you the, the, the turnovers, the, the the interceptions, the forced fumbles that you would get from a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. But my understanding is that he's solid. He's a solid uh, in coverage in the middle of the field. He'll be a good zone defender. I uh, don't know if Sean Desai is going to run more man or zone. He's from Seattle, so I imagine he'll do a lot of cover three and a lot of zone. But this might be the, the ideal safety for him. And then um, how he did kind of speak, not so much about the lane restructure, but about uh, signing Hurts and – Look, I mean, he says it's clear, it's no secret that Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC, and they want to make sure that they sign him. At the same time, quarterback market is pretty volatile right now. I think you guys all know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. and yeah. No surprise. Th- that nightmare of a situation. Future commander. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how he kind of spoke on just making sure that they are ready to re-sign Hurts and give him a deal that, you know, works for him and works for the team. So I think mm-hmm. the the lane restructure was done with that in mind. Definitely. And again with the with the I don't know what they're calling it now, the push roll or whatever it is. I mean, that that always blew my mind that people were getting mad about that because it's not like we invented something that was totally outrageous. I mean, every other team could have done this in the NFL and just chose not to do this. It wasn't you know, they saw it once, and it was solely in Eagles playbook play. Every team in the NFL, 31 other teams could have been doing this all season and yeah. chose not to do it. You know, Josh Allen would be a perfect candidate for yep. this play. My man is huge. He's built like a brick shit house. You got other quarterbacks out there. Even Russell Wilson's got them thick legs. He could do it. You got guys out there that could do this all the time. So I'm glad that they yeah. decided to keep it because that would have been absolutely ridiculous. To, to turn it away yeah i mean it was kind of being presented like it was some kind of cheat code like all you have to do is set up this way and you're guaranteed one two yards or whatever and like well obviously not because not everyone's doing it it's just they're mad because we got the guy we got the guy that can squat yeah. a million pounds right <laughs> sorry we didn't win the, and it, if we had won the super bowl and had won it on that play maybe there'd be more uproar too and maybe it would have gone different ways but like come on everybody just set, like what are we doing here it's a pointless yeah. rule. I saw pointless someone. Uh, talk about. I saw someone tried to do this in the XFL. I think it, it might have been Danucci. Honestly, I it, oh shit, he might have been I want to say it was him, but I can't. Yo, I, he was lighting it up in the XFL. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was him or so, someone in the XFL. They tried to do the exact thing with the three guys like right behind the quarterback pushing him and zero yards. Just completely, <laughs> just, just went nowhere. Just <laughs> fell flat on his face. 
could not get anything going. And it's like, yeah, this display is, is not a cheat code. Sorry. I mean, it helps. With we're the, just good at it. It helps with the best O-line in football, the best center in football, and the guy that can squat 600 pounds. It goes a long way for sure for that. But I'd love to see next year maybe get a little Fletcher Cox some action, maybe put a little Mulata back there, something more interesting, just to rub it in the league's face, to be honest. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm waiting for Jordan Mailata to like run with the ball. Either, I can't like, wait. <laughs> throw it to him and let him run dudes over or just – he plays fullback, and you do like an old fullback dive. He would run guys over and just run into the end zone. Throwback to Leonard. I kind of miss those Leonard Weaver days. I'm not going to lie, watching a big man run with the ball. Because yeah. once they get past that hole, watching a safety's eyes open up when that guy's running it, it's like, all right, what are you going to do? You can't go for the legs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like to give the 49ers credit for much, but the way that they use Kyle Juszczyk in the offense as far as receiving and running, like it's pretty, it's pretty impressive to see. It would be cool to see my lot of do it. Because he'd just be like a supercharged Kyle Juszczyk, you know what I mean? Arguably one of the more, if not the most, all-around athletic O-lineman. He's not just your typical, you mm-hmm. know, big-bodied guy to be a, a tackle. He's The guy's a freak of nature. I mean, his highlight reel for an offensive lineman, given the fact that I know he wasn't an offensive lineman for his highlight reel, but the fact that he's a top-five left tackle in the NFL and his highlight reel is all running around with four or five guys on his back, that's amazing. But yeah, so I guess that's pretty much all that's going on with the Eagles at this point. Yeah, still Not pretty really. light week. Light week in the NFL all around. I mean, you got Lamar Jackson drama, yeah. but you know that's kind of like beating a dead horse. I mean, the guy, yeah, that that's been drama since the end of the season, and you know he he made this statement a month ago to the to the team at least, so they knew they were aware that he's like, listen, man, like I'm just trying to get paid. I don't know what we're doing here, but the team yeah. is kind of. Not necessarily what it used to be in Baltimore. And the guy's young and produces and is a top five quarterback, if not top three in the AFC. I mean, come on, man. Give the guy his money. He deserves it. Yeah, definitely no collusion going on. <laughs> like, definitely <laughs> nothing. Not Definitely not trying to artificially, uh, you know. Manufacture man- a deal. Yeah. Definitely not trying to manipulate the market. You got Washington, like though. The owners would two, never do anything like that. Two offers today. For the team, yeah, oh, Josh yeah. Harris, Josh, Josh Harris, Harris is in. Yeah, Josh yeah, right, Harris right, right, and yeah. Magic Johnson so now, together yeah, now put he'll a have bit the Sixers, in. the New Jersey Devils, and the Washington Commanders. Yeah, real Philly guy right there. He's an asshole. And there was somebody else too. I forget. It was like Josh Harris and uh, Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson is, were and then, together on a bid, and then somebody else some bid like six Canadian billion dollars or something. Six billion. Damn. Yeah. I said, geez, uh, that team is. Oh, Did you what? see the Mike McDaniel's thing? No, no, what happened? Well, they were uh, asking him because you know he used to be uh, on the coaching staff in Washington, and they were telling him, asking him to comment on these like bids for the team, or whatever. And he's like, and he, and he said, "Man, if, uh, it's crazy that someone's willing to pay that." The, I didn't know that the uh, the franchise was worth that much, and they couldn't even give me free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Mike Daniels. That's funny. That's a lot. That's a lot of for a shitty ass organization, a shitty team. I mean, all around terrible infrastructure just as just as the building stand. I just don't see what the value is in that. Six billion dollars is absurd to me. I yeah, mean the market the, I the get stadium's it. Stadium's falling apart, you got railings coming loose, you got the, the team's the, garbage, like right. you're not gonna be the sell Remember, tickets. I think it was last season where the one of the yeah, uh, the, the railing the pipe broke. The, yeah. the, 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 that pipe broke. They almost like, hurt her. There was like shit water coming. No, you remember when there was like the shit oh, water coming oh, out? Oh yeah. Yes. yeah, I remember that. Leaking too. in the yeah. stadium. <laughs> what a like 
like poverty franchise is not, not even like a euphemism at that point. It's just like the, the stadium's Dude, falling apart. What about when they tried to do the thing to honor Sean Taylor? And oh, it God. wasn't a statue. It was a goddamn it was a mannequin. Man- it was a mannequin. What the wearing hell? Wearing soccer cleats. <laughs> Holy fuck. That yeah, was amazing. That was embarrassing. I mean, that was like, yeah, goddamn. Like, that was just, just so on abso- par for them. Absolutely awful. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know how, how much more you can just. All that money. That you don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> and the best thing that organization has to offer is that shitty ass fucking mascot, too. That's, that's it. right. That's, that's what, all you got. You that's got. what these investors are banking on. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know what? I was thinking maybe $3 billion, but after I saw that, after I saw Tutty, it was like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let's get this deal done. So I wonder if Comcast sells the Flyers how much Gritty's worth. But uh, At uh, least yeah. $10, $100 billion. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot of my friends that don't give a damn about hockey, that have no idea about anything about hockey or really about anything Philadelphia <laughs> love gritty so he he's clearly worth something but he's sorry, a gem I, yeah. I didn't mean to switch switch topics I just think of poorly run franchises that have mascots that are for whatever reason iconic and the Flyers fall into that category yeah everyone's got to have one uh, well Sixers still just have Franklin who kind of sucks bring but, uh, back you gotta hip-hop. bring back hip-hop hell yeah they do that's you know that was that. I feel like that's the that's the last missing piece of the process. They should have they should have brought back hip hop. <laughs> I guess uh, we can go ahead and transition into the Sixers then. Yeah, the hip hopless Sixers. Mm. Um, yeah, three straight losses, not too good. I mean, you didn't expect him to do a whole lot on that last leg of the road trip with uh, Harden going down. Um, really, feel like they should have won that game against the Warriors, but. I mean, tough stretch. And last night's game, too, was just kind of tough to watch, too, against Denver where, you know, you got no Embiid. But to only lose by, I say, what, five points? Yeah, I mean, as as torturous as that game was for a while, they they did make it kind of exciting at the end and kind of left you with some positive takeaways. I mean, Paul Reed had an awesome game. He looked great. Played Jokic off the floor. Yeah, Yeah, and, of course, Doc uh, started uh, Deadman. So. Um, I also think that was more of a knock on Denver than it was a knock on us. I mean, that was, you know, without Embiid, if Embiid plays, judge, judging by how he's been all year, that's a guaranteed win then. Yeah, I think If it, he played last night, that's a win. And to only lose by five, I mean, MVP votes, I don't know. <laughs> that guy should have cleaned the floor then against our bench, but he got locked up by B-Ball Paul. Come on now. Yeah, I think what was noteworthy to me watching that game was a couple things. Was uh, in the first half, Tyrese Maxey just continued to drive to the bucket because, yeah, you don't need to be scared of Jokic blocking mm-hmm. your shot in the interior. I think he might have had, like, one block in the first half. And then um, the other thing was in the second half, right? Um, Sixers bench comes in. Doc waves the white flag. Sixers bench goes on a run. McDaniels, B-Ball Paul, Daniel House. James Shake Springer. Milton. Yeah, Springer mm-hmm. with, with a couple of nice plays. Like, these guys are... 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th guys in the rotation. They're taking it to Jokic. If that's Embiid in that situation, he's on the floor against these guys, he's making shots and closing. But Jokic was just passive and kind of just laid down and let the Sixers make a run. They were a uh, a missed call by the refs away from tying the game when Jeff Green's foot was out of bounds. Yeah, that drove me crazy. I mean, I don't know if that's just the letter of the law that they're not supposed to go back, but it's like not even like they're going back that far. It's literally like a half second before the foul that they're reviewing. It seems kind of nuts to me. And apparently the Denver broadcast thought that it was like 
someone told me that the uh the on the denver broadcast they were like well that's going to be sixers ball blah blah blah, and it was you know assumed that it was going to be called out of bounds yeah one that of was the, annoying one of the beat writers i want to say was uh rich hoffman covers the team for the athletic or kyle newbeck that covers them from philly voice one of them said that they checked the, like the the rule book or something, and that that play was reviewable for him being out of bounds. Like they could have overturned it for that reason, but I think the refs just wanted to get the hell up out of there. But I think the Sixers really lost that game when they played Embiid on Saturday in the second half of a back to back against Phoenix. When yeah, I don't he played thirty eight minutes the night before. Right, like that that's really where they lost the game. So to to have lost to the Warriors, yeah, that sucks. Like they had a chance to win that game. There was no reason to play him against Phoenix and have him miss this MVP showdown. Right. I think we'll everyone's look. waiting for it. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah. And now it uh, looks like they're pretty much tied in the uh, in the betting odds. Um, you know, doesn't <laughs> considering the the schedules the rest of the the year and the fact that I mean they might continue to rest Embiid more if they're really trying to you know get the team healthy. I mean, you have you the Arden with coming the, up. That Achilles injury, um, and bead with the calf thing, and neither of them seem like they should be major injuries. Hopefully not, but it's certainly something where you, you know you would think that they they'd want to give them some rest as much as they can to end out the season, make sure they're ready for the playoffs. In like, which case, Embiid's probably though, not going to win the MVP again, though. But that you know, and that that makes sense. I mean, to, you can't be in the MVP yeah, conversation I mean, you can't be in the same in the, the same sentence as we want to make sure he stays healthy for the playoffs. Like you can't. You know, we all we all want to see MVP. I mean, Embiid win MVP more than anybody else. But it sucks that every year we come down to this time of the season and we have to say, "Well, can he stay healthy? What can we do to keep the big man healthy?" It's like you can't have him. It's like we can never have both. We can't have him be healthy, guaranteed for the playoffs, and also win MVP. Because had he played that game in Denver, odds are he takes a random flying elbow, maybe box his eye or hit something and then he's out for you know weeks or whatever it Jokic is kicks him in the balls something stupid shit like yeah, that Jokic like does you know play dirty like that yeah <laughs> well he kicks the ball all the time just saying just just lift the feet a few more a few more feet upwards like it sucked that he didn't play and that we lost but at the same time i'm glad that he at least isn't getting hurt but like is that what you want to hear in the conversation when you want this guy to be MVP? Yeah. I mean, it's just an annoying more than anything because, like, this shit, like, really shouldn't matter this late in the season. Right. It's like... What it does, is pretty, which is so yeah. stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's the NBA's fault for scheduling, like, the Sixers with so many back-to-backs and road games this late right. in the year. Yeah. Right. The, the schedule really needs to be adjusted. All these guys that just sit out games, do the load limit, load management or injury left foot injury management or whatever you want to call it it's a product of the schedule there isn't really a whole lot they can do about it they should shorten the season but each game's worth millions of dollars to the nba they're not going to and uh yeah it's it's bs that any award comes down to how many games played and the difference between Jokic playing i don't know he could end up at 76 games mb ends up at 66 or something along those lines that 10 game difference is really what's going to give Jokic the mvp and at the end of the at the end of the day too, if you're gonna have a late game, a late season road trip, why not make it coast friendly or team friendly? Why is right. it gotta be why gotta go all the way to play the Warriors, then go to Phoenix, like you got the Wizards, have it be that like make the schedule that way. But I mean you see that across the league. They did it to the birds all the time, where like they end the season with three divisional games in a row. It's like, all right, cool, this is great. Like I hate that shit. Yeah. I mean at this point, uh, you know, all these like MVP 
arguments have kind of been beaten to death. Like it's all, you know, been through it a million times. So th- at this point, I'm really just uh, just committed to being a hater for the rest of the year. I'm just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about trying to make good arguments. I'm not going to worry about uh, trying to do the whole like, well, you could just rationality is out the window right and, now. Uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from what he does. Blah, blah, blah. But like, like, no, fuck Denver, fuck the city of Denver, <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck <laughs> the Denver Nuggets. Uh, it's not a real city. It, uh, you know. What, it exists because uh, some idiot decided to build a city on top of a mountain where no one can breathe. Yeah, cool. Really cool <laughs> stuff there. It's, uh, I don't know, It's a, the, the culture is pretty much just based around, like, the most annoying stoner person that you know. Like, mm-hmm. that's what, <laughs> that's all that Denver is. Uh, Colorado, there's basically just, there's basically only, like, two types of people. It's either, uh, like... It's either like psycho <laughs> fundamentalist Christian people who like have those uh, Christmas photos where their whole family is next to the Christmas tree posing with their new uh, AR-15s. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like a guy who wears a Carhartt beanie all year long mm-hmm. and works in a works in like a craft brewery making like some god awful IPAs mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and like in, in, invites uh Invites underage girls to his apartment <laughs> to listen to his his fucking Lumineers vinyl. <laughs> anyway, that's Denver. That's that's what they're about. Damn. But I think that, that was beautiful, <laughs> by the way. I kind of just cracking up, just cackling over here. But uh, I guess to to sort of wrap up with the the conversation on the Sixers, I think there's a good chance they fall down to the four seed, and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate it because then you're looking at a second round matchup with the Bucks instead of the Celtics, and like I can't see how anyone would. No one would prefer, hate that. Like who, like who in their right mind would prefer to play the Celtics over the Bucks, given the history. If yeah. if that happens, though, don't drag out the series. If you get a favorable matchup, if you get the four seed and you get to be able to play the Bulls, then get it done. Take care of business because last year that's what did us in. I mean, you, every series they took. They're playing so many yeah, games, and Raptors the teams went yeah. too long, and then mm-hmm. and Embiid got, got hurt in a hit pretty in much face. meaningless yeah. game. Then like, that last game went. He stayed in that game too long. That was so frustrating. You had it wrapped up, and man, it gets popped into like that. Toronto team played dirty. I fucking hate them to this day for that shit because they were coming out for blood for that shit, and it was a totally unnecessary injury right there. Yeah, his own countryman Siakam. That's what I'm saying. Cameroon elbows yeah. him in the face. Mm-hmm. Not so, if you get a favorable matchup, not patriotic, not at all. That's some <laughs> bad blood right there. <laughs> that's what. That's that's probably why Embiid's thinking about playing for the, the French team. So he's like, oh, <laughs> he is. I, I don't can't play, play with, with this fucking guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather play with Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah. Oh Fuck. God. <laughs> I don't know if I'd rather play with Rudy Gobert, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, if someone elbows me in the face and breaks it, I might feel differently. But you but, get the favorable matchup. You take care of fucking business. Get get the job done. Maybe give yourselves a day or two break. You know, so it's not. A whole five game series, whole seven game series, whatever have you, get that shit taken care of. Yeah, because yeah. you're gonna have a juggernaut at the end of this rainbow here at some point in the playoffs. Yeah, I think like yeah, that is like I mean the uh, you know we played Boston once or twice the past few years in the playoffs. We've never gotten the Bucks. I think people have always wanted to see the Sixers play the Bucks in the playoffs. Embiid versus Giannis, like that's just a fun matchup. Um, and it's one that I think we can actually win. I mean, obviously nothing. I mean, they're a fucking awesome team, but uh, I think we do actually match up pretty well against them. And Bede's one of the few guys that can actually cover Giannis pretty and effectively. PJ Tucker, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know that would be a great series. 
one that I think we actually have a chance of pushing through. Uh, I'm not sure I feel the same way about the Celtics. No. That, I'll believe it when I see it, basically. Like, yeah. I don't think – I mean, uh, I don't think they're completely unbeatable or nothing, but – They give they us a hard they time They haven't gotten it done time. yet, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I think about, like, best matchups for the Sixers um, – Milwaukee were a better matchup against them because there's at least one or two people you can hide Harden and or Maxi on defensively at any time. Whereas with Boston, I mean, they have guys at every position that can score. You're not going to be the high, the weak defender. The other thing is, like, the Sixers have more than – the Sixers have enough to stop Giannis, whereas against Boston, they could stop one of Tatum or Brown. You're not going to be able to stop them both. Just – Overall, it's a it's a better matchup for for us to place or to to face Milwaukee. I think Boston just gets in our head too. I mean, it's it, it's mm-hmm. it's almost like when the Eagles play Dallas, and I hate to keep referring back to the Birds, but that's just kind of what I do. But you know, Dallas, we, they're on the schedule every year. We play them twice a year. It's always the whole hype of Dallas week, Dallas week. Dallas doesn't give a shit if we're playing them or not. Like it's a game. It's going to happen right. no matter what. We play Boston. They start bringing back shit from the '80s and '90s stuff. Like, all right, man, this hasn't been relevant for this team. In a long time, because not for nothing, Boston owns our ass in the playoffs. Yeah, it's so not like a robbery. you know, they own us in trades. They own us in fucking playoff games. There's no, you know, I'm over the whole. Let's run it back to back in the day. No, man, like we have a great team now. Let's just take care yeah, of business like, and try to do this Dr. shit. J. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, uh, yeah. No but, thanks. You know, they're 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 a scary team for sure. So if we get a chance to play the Bucks, you know. I, I would I would be more excited watching that first, and then we can get our heart broken later on and play Boston. Yeah, let, let us get <laughs> yeah. out of the second round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby steps. Yeah. So uh, it was a very eventful couple days here in in the great city of Philadelphia. Uh, how 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 have you guys been dealing with the great uh, water crisis of twenty twenty three? It's been drinking more booze. <laughs> yeah, what else are you gonna do? See, man, like this has been pretty pretty crazy, like. I didn't think I didn't take it seriously at first Sunday when people started freaking out. Like, yeah, they were we're gonna be we're not gonna be able to drink the water after one fifty nine PM on Sunday. So I'm like, You mean to tell me the water's different at one fifty two? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard to take it seriously, but I don't know, for whatever reason I did the uh the the thing and went over to Jersey and bought some water because my understanding was that you could not buy any in Philly. Came back home drank a bunch of water like this is kind of proven to me that i drink a shitload of water i've already gone through a 24 yeah. pack by myself in a few days <laughs> yeah i mean because that's all i drink at home i don't buy i don't buy like juice or seltzers or any of that kind of stuff i don't really the only it's really just water or alcohol <laughs> like, yeah, no, same. that's all i'm drinking um but i don't know i mean I, we got some bottles but i've just been drinking the i see that still case over there the that i mean as long nice. as i keep saying it's okay apparently now they're just saying it's just it's gonna be fine just period. you trust them well now they well, said okay, that well, they here's my question it. for you though how long are you gonna wait like if they if they're just saying it's fine like what how long do you need this to go on for you to feel comfortable drinking that south philly tap well i bought two cases of water i'm almost through one 
Once I get through the other one, I ain't buying no more. So if you if you get through the second case and look around and no one has died, you'll just you'll I'll decide like, that right. it's probably it's fine. Die. Some if, people having gills and shit. You know what the hell? If that anyone shit could be if anyone comes out of their house <laughs> dressed start, like the start gimp, growing hooves out of their <laughs> yeah. neck. I mean, it, like it's latex, right? This stuff like that's used to make latex. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, people are gonna come out the house dressed like the gimp if they drink the tap water. Yeah, was, I tell you what, though, I've been rocking that shit since the alert came out. <laughs> also, I'm like a one cup max a day. I, I realize now that well, no, I've always realized. Damn, you dry. I don't drink water at all. You know what That's I mean? Cra- yeah, I just I, I drink yeah, like I drink, a, I drink a lot of coffee and beer. Yeah, what color is your pee? Crystal clear after Miller yeah, Lite, baby. Oh, yeah, okay, you know what I mean. The beer. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trust me, I'm good. I, I know my body, but I'm the least of people to worry about when the water shit hit. But I will say. It was funny as shit to see two things. One, people in South Florida just losing their fucking mind. It's like when snow hits and people just forget where they put their shovel from last year. They got to go buy a brand new shovel. Like yeah. that alert came out and it was like people went fucking nuts. The second funny thing is when they put that alert out, that was like you're good past like 1159 up until Monday. Watching people figure out what that meant. Yeah, they, were like, wait, wait, wait. they were like, wait, wait. They were like, we're good until one in the afternoon Monday. I'm like, no, we're good <laughs> until pretty much all day Monday it's midnight like going into tuesday that you got to watch out people are like watching people fight yeah, over that shit was hysterical your water will turn into poison black yeah, yeah it's like poisonous. Uh, cinderella you know but yeah. i've been filling that shit up i mean luckily our neighbors gave us a bunch of water because they were all more concerned than i was i mean hannah was very concerned about it she drinks a lot of water i'll go to bed with like a big ass glass of water but like i'm good to go wake up maybe a sip's taken out of it i don't you know it's not really a thing that i crave damn yeah, but, I had like six, like sixteen ounce bottles the last couple of days each day. Damn, damn. I'd be peeing like a warhorse. I love watching them stories. Yeah. People are like, "I grew up swimming in the Delaware as a kid. Like, I'm okay." I'm like, "Damn, you guys are nasty as shit." But <laughs> God, damn. I swam in the latex before. <laughs> yeah. I am. I was born in the latex. But it did. It did. It was a little eye opening though, because it was like you know not potentially not being able to have tap water for a few days everyone freaks the fuck out but it kind of makes you think like we're really not prepared for any kind of bad thing <laughs> to happen like i don't know if you, i mean would, did you guys ever think about um prepping what, yeah what are your thoughts on doomsday prepping i mean if this you know should we start uh you know just having more water on hand in like a safe place i did just learn this i called up my dad naturally because i was like all right man like what what are you doing like are we should we worry about this or not classic dad he's like all right well i'm sitting on the deck now i guess i drink my scotch neat now i can't be using the ice i'm like love that <laughs> all right so tip no nope. your dad saying yeah that. i'm That's like all right funny. no ice i got you he's like also if you're that worried about it i said what he goes turn your hot turn the water into the house off he's like your hot water heater is clean drinking water and it holds about 30 gallons so if you turn off the intake if it were to get contaminated you could empty that out and you got 30 so gallons got of clean that. water hmm. i said damn i didn't know about that so my that's, reserves that's that wisdom of a dad i'm like man. why do you know this how did you that's like that dad knowledge like yeah. what yeah and you know it did rain a lot monday so i could have you know we could have been putting some buckets outside get that yeah get, get that, that acid rain get that natural water yeah. you know mm-hmm. put it in the brita you're good to go i'm not i mean it's scary <laughs> though for sure like you know, forest fires are up. You got Ohio with the shitty ass water. This is not a pleasant thing to see. Where like, damn, something out in Bucks County fucked up that almost messed up a whole entire city. Yeah, that, I mean, actually, it the, wasn't Philadelphia's fault. The train derailments, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, which like apparently it's funny. There is that one like big 
train derailment in Ohio and people are freaking. And then, and then, so and then apparently it's like, oh, this actually happens all the time. It just doesn't really get reported because it. Does, then it happened again it, though. Because it, it usually, it usually, <laughs> there's usually not like a mushroom cloud or whatever. Right. But they actually, these trains derail all the fucking time. It's like, what the fuck? I love talking to people in South Philly. Like you wait in line. I'm like, yeah, it's the same shit in East Palestine. They're like, damn, Israel did what? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Ohio. Like, God That's damn, I- you're so close, but yet so far away. <laughs> But I yeah. mean, yeah, it's eye opening for sure. It was scary, I guess, for a little bit. But you whenever know. I think of that, the, the doomsday prepping stuff, it makes me think like, you know, that's really not a, not something that's really conducive to an urban environment. You kind of need like a, you really need a big backyard. Yeah, you need some, a farm. You need some yeah, space. Yeah. You need like a, you know, you at least need like a shed or like a big basement to keep all your barrels of. Uh, Beans you know, soil and tomatoes and, and other kind of shit or they like, got yeah, going down. Just those the buckets of um, you know cornmeal or whatever it is that can just sit around for a hundred years and not go oats. bad. Yes, yeah, stuff like that. But even then, it's, I mean, I don't. I mean, that's only going to last you so long. You're still gonna still gonna run out of shit eventually. So you're just gonna have like a, a you know a couple years of just eating uh like oatmeal or whatever and then you die <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right what it's kind like, of life is that fuck it i'll drink I'd the tap rather, water then yeah. if i'm thirsty if i'm gonna I, die yeah, anyway i'll have one one final glass of that nice south philly tap <laughs> and mm. just and just uh you know strap fireworks to my body prepping's crazy i mean i think that there's a time and place for it like you said in this environment living in a city you kind of just every man for himself kind of deal you don't really have the storage space or really the use i mean you could boil you stuff up have but, the place you can go to get the stuff that you need to prep right i mean you get mason jars and do it but like it's a half-assed attempt like i doubt that should probably kill you before you get anything else because you wouldn't be prepping it right yeah because even the uh even like the city like the home depots and the Lowe's, they don't carry the same kind of stuff that they have in the suburban exactly. ones you know what i mean they don't mm-hmm. have like yeah they're not uh you know, they're not doing any like big uh, projects like you would be out there. No, you got to make friends with someone's Nona and get a bunch of like jars of tomato sauce, something like that. Probably <laughs> seal that shit up real nice and good. And call that a day. It's about. Yeah, it's really it. and maybe some bags of rice. Yeah, if, if the you know if, if the the whole like financial system crashes and there's no more water, what you got to do is you got to make yourself a, a big big pot of pasta <laughs> <laughs> with the sauce. <laughs> Make your own sauce. Separate, make a nice, separate, separate sauce. Yeah, yeah. Have uh, you know some, you know, get yourself some classic red sauce, and maybe make yourself some Alfredo. Last yourself for a few weeks. It's just funny to see. I mean, I'm out cleaning the windows out front. And I get this alert. I thought it was an Amber Alert, which is same, frightening, same. but not for nothing. I, you know, I don't really look at them all yeah. the time because you're like, the odds you're like be, I thought I turned this shit off. Yeah, like, the odds of me finding that blue Toyota Camry with the kid in the back is pretty slim. So I was like, I'll just let it rock till whatever. But then I'm seeing all my neighbors with like their trucks just yeah, full with water. I'm like, out. what yeah. are we like? What is happening over here? I go inside, I get a couple water because I'm hot, and then I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, what? But you know, here we are. Yeah. We're all I mean, okay. It was just like the first couple of days of COVID, where people were rushing to the stores to buy like to buy like, like, <laughs> like yeah. pallets of toilet paper, mm-hmm. like as if there was like never going to be toilet paper again. <laughs> right. I can't stop shitting. Which, yeah. Which, which again, it's like okay, so you're gonna have you know what are you gonna have like a, a month or two of toilet paper, and then you're just gonna have like shit all over your ass from that. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's the fantasy? Like, if the toilet paper runs out, you're fucked either way. You're just buying yourself like a a few more weeks of having a clean ass and then everybody you becomes really the experts point. you're like you're like ready to kill some old grandmother so you can have a clean ass for like two more weeks yeah i'll tell you one thing i thought that was pretty hilarious about all this though right so like i said i went over to jersey i went to a uh, a walgreens just 
Random Walgreens and Mountie from New Jersey figured it was far enough away from the bridge that they would have water. So I go in there, right? And they have water, right? All the Poland Spring is gone. Mm-hmm. All the store brand is gone. Most of the Aquafina is gone. I grabbed a couple cases of Aquafina. The Dasani was untouched because Dasani's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I that shit. I'd rather die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just really enjoyed seeing that. It's just like everyone knows Dasani sucks. They'd rather free. not drink water. <laughs> yeah. I just love that everybody became an expert on bottled water. Everyone's yeah, I like, don't know anything. I never I, buy bottled water. I had no. I didn't know that there was so like, weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm always like flabbergasted that people do it. I was like, you know, it just comes out of the faucet. Do you not know? like? I don't know. Some people just don't right. trust tap people water like, at all. Even with like a Brita or whatever. Water. You can't buy the filter because filtered means this and that. I'm like, you don't know anything about water, and yeah, it all is it's the same shit. Water yeah. it comes <laughs> from the sky. People yeah, think that like fuck? Fiji water definitely comes from the springs of where I'm like, no, it does. This is what. Like bottled water is just an inconvenience. Like right. all like the recycling, like it feels like. Also, you were just drinking tap water an hour ago. Now all of a sudden, you have to have a specific brand of bottled water. Like, come on, everybody, just buy. Uh. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I mean, at the end of the line, like the bottled water and the tap water, it's got to be coming from pretty much the same exactly. place. Exactly. Right. Like, Who the hell cares? There's no yeah. Just paying for plastic bottles, basically, is what you're paying for. Man, I'm glad this is over and done with, apparently. Like, I'll still drink my, my bottled water. I'll go through my supply. Yeah, yeah. I was back over there. I was dreading having to, like, cook with this shit mm-hmm. and clean with it. And, like, that's, yeah, brushing that's what my was, teeth with it has not been fun. Yeah, that that's that's what would drive me crazy. Because, I mean, a lot of my meals in, involve boiling a big pot of water. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. So, laughs> that would not have been fun. And that was annoying as shit. We were in Guatemala. We had to do that. Like it took oh, a while. Real? It took a while to get used to like not, you know, even in the shower, like keeping your mouth shut, try not to like, you know, you can't brush your teeth in the shower, you know, spit the water out. Always had to use the bottle of water. But I was like, damn, Philadelphia, this is happening. Bucks County did us dirty like that. Mm-hmm. We got to get the ass. I love that. The stupid. This mayor also is a fucking idiot too. His picture, he was like, "Well, guys, we're good to go." And in the press conference, just chugged the glass of water. I'm like, "You're an idiot, man! Like, we don't need <laughs> to see you do that. Like, yeah, we get it." <laughs> that's like just the classic politician thing where they go to like. I mean, I did that in like Flint and stuff. Right. And it's like, yeah, here's me drinking the water. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, that doesn't really make me feel any better about anything. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't trust these people. Mm-mm. Yeah, but they tested it over a hundred times in the last three days. Like, probably the most testing they've ever done the Philly tap water. And, you know, it's not bad. I'll take that for what it is. We know the water is okay. They were probably like, we, the late, there's no latex, but we did find a thousand other containers right. that we didn't it's know about It's just the before. Delaware. That latex hit the Delaware River and was like, you know what? I'm okay with this river. You guys got me I don't me even know, this. like, what... I, I guess I don't know. I guess it shouldn't be surprising that there's some kind of like chemical plant there. But I was like, where? Like, how does that? I don't know. I was like, how does that happen? Why is the latex factory that close to the river? When you drive up 95, you see a bunch. I of guess factories yeah, there's a bunch like of those right places. off the side of the highway. Every factory the highway that water. shouldn't be near a water system is like I don't know why they designed it that way, but they have to be near water. Like the only good thing though, like East Palestine, when that thing went off, it was directly into their river. Where here, it like the plant leaked into the ground first. And then seeped from the ground to a creek, and then right. from the creek to the Delaware. So it already kind of had a natural weird filtration kind of thing going, so they could stop it at multiple spots. Yeah, nature's filtration system. You know, so I mean, like the crops. I don't know, corn season coming up, so that shit might be coming out a little funky. But <laughs> the you know, South, the South Philly corn, yeah, the, corn <laughs> yeah. the, the corn might come out. The, the husk dress in like Bucks County might be coming yeah. out a little weird. Yeah, but who knows? <laughs> you know, but we're all right now, fellas. We're safe. 
Yeah, I guess that'll just about wrap it up. We're at, yeah, we're at an hour. That's good. You know, we solved we solved the water crisis. Um, things are things are looking up. We're gonna be drinking water uh, all day, all night. Eating hot dogs too. Watching some yeah, baseball. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to, yeah, you gotta drink water with the hot dogs. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking There's forward. a lot of sodium in those things. <laughs> As but, I found out from the My Fitness Pal yeah. app. The app was like, please delete me now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't deserve this. Like, I, we don't want this data on our app. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, looking forward to uh, Thursday, be able to work from home, watch some baseball, eat a couple dogs, mm-hmm. and uh, next week, what do we got? We got, we'll have some Phillies to talk about, probably some Eagles news, probably some Sixers stuff as well. So, uh, Trevor, I guess you want to take us home? Yep, uh, from all of us here, Trevor, Avery, Pat, see y'all later. Good night.